Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and happy Friday! What do you guys typically do on Fridays? Pete and Jesse, our guests for the week. Well, it's kind of been different this summer. We did, we moved two Fridays ago. We were in Seattle three Fridays ago. So every Friday is a little different, but we normally will get together with some friends and play some games, eat some pizza, um, be outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Friday. Our, our summer Fridays are fun as they were in Michigan. At they're the not as fun? Lake, man, and, and just being, yeah, they're not as fun because we don't have Lake Michigan. We don't have the, the beaches. We don't have any of that stuff. Yeah, I, I still have sand on my ankles from uh, going to the beach this morning with my family. Man, so nice. You guys don't, do you guys have sandy beaches over there you can go to? Not like Lake Michigan. No, man. We, we have the both. It's the land of 10,000 lakes, but they all look like ponds and you don't even want to touch them. So. <laughs> the land of 10,000 muddy ponds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be reading Matthew 16, verses 13 through 20. So, Pete, would you mind reading this one for us? Yeah. When Jesus came to the region of Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. Then Jesus asked them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Thanks, Pete. So what's grabbing you guys about this passage? Mm. You know, um, I think just that question in verse 15, when he says, um, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? Um, yeah, I, th I think that that question grips me because I think that I don't ask myself that all that often. Um, obviously, I know who God is. I know who he has been um, in our lives, but in my life and in, in our family. And, um, you know, we, we each have our own story of how we've come to know him. But I think that it's a question that I want to ask myself more frequently. Um, because I think there's power in acknowledging God, <laughs> acknowledging who he is um, every day, you know. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it reminds me of a uh, song, Waymaker. That is who you are, right? 
acknowledging mm-hmm. who God is. Yeah. 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 Thanks, That's Jesse. Good. How about you, Pete? Yeah, man. I, I think verse 18, um, that's like a super common um, verse, right? Like I'm going to read it in another version. It says, I, I also say to you that you're Peter and upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of, of hell will not overpower it. And we use that, like we sometimes think of that verse, I feel like as if like the gates of hell are on the offensive. Like here we are, we're just like protecting the kingdom of God and hell will ever, never overcome us. But like gates are these like stationary things. And, and Jesus like, you know, like he's speaking to the church, like as if the church is on the offensive, like the gates of hell will never prevent the church from, you know, bringing the rule and the reign of God um, into dark places, into dark corners and salvations of souls that are lost. Like the gates of hell will never overcome us as we step out on the offensive for the kingdom. You know? Yeah, that's good. Okay? And so sometimes we talk about it like it's like Jesus is, talking about hell's on the offensive but he's totally talking as if we are and um i don't know that puts a little fire under my butt to be like wow like you know am i stepping out in faith that like every time i I step for jesus every time you know i I have an act of faith you know it's from this confidence of man you know the enemy and all his schemes smoking mirrors like he'll never um, prevent the work that God wants to do in my life and through my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing can stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe a better, if you were to say, uh, and the gates of hell will not withstand like the coming of God's kingdom, the coming yeah. of right the church. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that Pete. And it does, it does inspire more action uh, or offensive action to be like, okay, the, uh, the church is, uh, a movement. The church is not stationary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a, you know, a fortress, uh, you know, uh, a bunker, so to speak. Yeah. The church is a movement of people that are moving along with the kingdom of God and yeah. the gates of hell can't do anything to stop it. And so am I on the move? Am I, you know, receiving and, you know, my participating in God's kingdom that's coming into the earth or, or, or not. And Peter definitely is because he says, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. And I think that's, I don't think Jesus is saying that he's going to build his church on Peter, like, like, Hey, everything depends on you, Peter. I think he's saying, um, you know, you, I'm going to name you after the statement you just made. You know, you, the statement you just made is a rock that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. And that's what my church is founded on which seems really obvious, but think about all the other things that the church becomes defined by, whether it's, you know, our, our hypocrisy or our judgment of others. I mean, those are like two big things that the church seems to be founded on, right? According to people who, who look at us and, um, or by our preferences, by our worship style, by our race, by whatever it is that we could be defined as, as a church, um, even like our buildings and our, you know, our service times and the way that worship looks kind of like we were talking about yesterday, the way that um, the things that we define for ourselves about what worship looks like, especially as consumers. And uh, Jesus is saying, it's not any of those things. It's, it's Jesus. Jesus is what the church is founded on. And if we are in Christ, we are part of the church and, um, and we are part of that offensive that's advancing against the gates of Hades or hell as your translation says. So yeah, that's kind of what's st- standing out to me is um, 
is the, uh, the, you know, the statement that Peter makes, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And that's what the church is founded upon. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. I think too, verse um, 19, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Um, I just think about, you know, when Jesus ascends and he leaves us with his Holy Spirit, you know, mm. we have the keys. <laughs> we have his presence <laughs> everywhere we go, which is the keys of the kingdom. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. I, that's so powerful. And if we were to operate with that at the forefront of our mind, that we have the keys of the kingdom of heaven, mm. the kingdom of all light, that uh, in a place, you know, where darkness cannot exist, mm. that's a pretty powerful uh, mindset <laughs> to mm -hmm. walk with. Yeah, that's amazing. Isn't it incredible that Jesus trusts his disciples that much? You know, when he ascends later, when he ascends, it says uh, they worshiped, actually at the end of Matthew, they worshiped and some of them doubted. There's only 11 of them at that point. Some is more than one. It doesn't say one of them doubted. So at the most, there's nine believers, you know, and it might've been less. And Jesus trusts them with a message of the gospel so wild. like he just he leaves he he's in heaven and he just trusts them fully yeah. um, and i just think that blows my and then god god would trust me you know god god trusts me with the holy spirit god trusts me with the kings of the kingdom mm -hmm. and um gives me authority as his child you know to be able to to bind and loose and to to participate with him in in the coming of the kingdom of God. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're talking about, Jesse? Yeah. Like just that trust and that, that authority that's kind of given to us. Yes. Yes. Exactly yeah. what I was thinking. And one thing that's on my heart too is like, you know, Jesus saying like, you know, <laughs> the the powers of hell will never be able to stand against my church. And it, you know, he's talking to like this collective group of people like his his followers like not just a rogue you know one person here or one person there but he's talking about what happens when the church is together unified mm -hmm. um you know the, the powers of hell will never be able to stand against my people when they're together and um you know i think sometimes when we talk about verse 19 you know we can stray and all of a sudden you know we're finding all these crazy things but what's popping through my mind right now is like when the church comes together and takes a unified stand against um, the enemy's schemes and tactics, the injustices that we see around us, um, you know, the, the patterns and, and um, you know, weapons of the enemy. As we come together unified as, as God's people and we take a stand against the enemy, that's really what Jesus is talking about. Um, man, he, you know, there's a... a, a a power that comes through that, you know, or we're two or three gathered there. I am in your midst, right? There's something about unity. And when we come together and we take a collective stand against the enemy, against his schemes, against his tactics, against his plans, God responds to that, that, um, you know, response of unity. And so, yeah, man, I'm disturbed by like what that looks like in, in our lives now as the church, you know, it's, it's not just going rogue and we can't do this thing on our own. We can't mm -hmm. just go and, and be, you know, wanderers and, and trying to do this thing. We need community to come together. Um, 
because I, in and of myself, am not the church. I'm a part of the church. You know, I'm a called out one. Um, but when Jesus is saying that, that the powers of hell will never be able to stand against the church, he's talking about us as a collective yeah. body, as a collective family. And so what is what are the implications for that now in my life? Um, you know, what are mm-hmm. we taking a stand against as the church in terms of like ways we see the enemy uh, working in our community, ways we see the enemy working in the nation and across the world? How can we come together and collectively take a stand in unity? Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, God's blessing is on that. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. So that's just a word, maybe a word of encouragement to leave us with. And I'd love to hear what you guys would just offer as a word of encouragement in a second too. So think about what, what you would just charge us with as we go. Um, if you feel like you're doing this alone, you know, like a lot of us maybe feel like the gates of hell are prevailing against us, that we are on the defensive, you know, um, it might be that we've been cut off from community or we've been doped into thinking that the whatever version of church we're participating in is actual community, you know, um, but we are designed to be the church together, to stand on the declaration that Jesus is our rescuer. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that can stop that. You know, there's, there's nothing that can come against us um, as members of the church who is guarded, guarded and led by the King of the universe. So um, there's nothing that can come against us. So um, if that's how you're feeling today, just um, just have hope that, and maybe there's ways that you need to get together with some other people. Maybe there's some gifts that uh, that someone has to offer you or some gifts that you have to offer somebody else and to link arms together in the church and say, hey, we, we need to stand together in this, or I need some help. I need someone to stand together with me in something. Um, and that we don't do this alone. So I think it's a really good word um, just to, to encourage us as we head out. Any any words of encouragement or, you know, um, exhortation, not extortion, but exhortation <laughs> as you guys would leave us with? Yeah, I, I would say just in that, that context of, of community, like we're talking about community and maybe feeling like we're running on our own. The other day, I was someone reached out to me. He lives in a neighborhood called the Phillips Neighborhood. On that specific, in that specific neighborhood alone, over 250 languages spoken. Crazy. Wow. Um, and he reached out to me. He's like, hey, my name's Jonathan. I'm from India. I'm a pastor of a house church. She came across your contact information. would love to get breakfast. And I met up with him, and he shared this story with me. There's actually so much more to this, but I don't want to go too far into it because we'll be here for a couple hours. But he was telling me this story about how he, he's had like five or six house churches formed through just him and a couple others going and making relationships, building friendships, people getting discipled in the Lord, and then going out and doing this thing on their own. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. But one of the specific stories he shared with me was about a woman who was Hindu. And this is right here in Minneapolis. And um, at 2.30 in the morning, she's just surrendering to Jesus in just full on tears. And um, they burned 3,000 idols. She had 3,000 idols in her house. They burned them up. She is now totally radically transformed. Part of the way I said I wasn't going to venture off into this part of the story, but I might as well know. It was wild. He's telling me the story. The next day, Jesse just happened to meet this woman at a park. Totally coincidentally, Uh just the same woman. And um, anyway, I say all that to say I left that meeting with him and just so stirred by his heart for the Lord and his uh the fire that he carried and i told him i said i want 
to hang out with you. I want you to like, I want to be around you because when I'm around you, I'm challenged to live uh, with a greater hunger, with a greater tenacity for the Lord, uh, with a greater desire to encounter his love. And so my encouragement, I guess, saying all that would be find people who are hungry for Jesus and surround yourself with them. Uh, because there's something in that, that, that draws something out of us. Who's like, I want what you have, you know, like I want the kind of depth and, and fire and, and love that you have for Jesus. And, and they in turn are saying the same thing. Uh, and so just, it's, that's one of the beautiful things about community. I think is that we have the opportunity to call each other higher. And uh, it's just so important that we're not just surrounded by people with, with no desire to know God. Mm-hmm around people with a huge desire to know God because it crossed something out of our own hearts. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Pete. Uh, Jesse, any words of, of encouragement? I think um, just, yeah, the reality that we are now people of, of a different kingdom mm. um, and that we hold the keys to that kingdom um, to walk in that identity and that, that reality really every day and to recognize that our old reality of, of um, the world and of the, the brokenness of the world is actually no longer, it's been, it's been dealt with on the cross. And when mm. we get, I think just the mindset shift and the, I mean, really the heart, like kind of when we're talking about Romans 12 again, being transformed by the renewing of our minds, when we think, when we are continually um, declaring that reality over our lives and over our, our day. Um, and over our families and, and over our world, um, when, we, when we live into that reality, we'll see the transformation around us. We'll see the fruit start to um, bear, you know, in our lives. And we'll start to see um, redemption in every aspect. And so I think that the encouragement, yeah, that I would leave is just to recognize our new reality um, and to, to intentionally choose to walk in that reality. Sweet. Thanks, Jesse. Hey, how can, there might be some people who listen to this week's podcast and been like, oh, I miss Pete and Jesse. I just haven't stayed in touch with them or whatever. How can people stay in touch with you? Or like, um, I'm not looking for email addresses or phone numbers because we're on a podcast, <laughs> but like social media stuff or websites or anything you guys, any way people can stay in touch with you guys? Yeah. If, if, anyone wants to keep tabs on just um, what God's doing in the Twin Cities, specifically reaching out to just the different nations that are gathered here, uh, it's www.mergetwincities.org. Um, and so that's a great way to just kind of keep tabs on what we're doing uh, with my ministry. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, man, feel free just to send us a friend request on Facebook and or Instagram. Man, that's a great way. Jesse does a really good job of just uh, – uh, connecting with people through that. So cool. Uh, those would be the, the way. Yeah. So. Excellent. Well, thanks guys so much for being on this week's podcast. Really appreciate the way you just leaned into it and um, appreciate your flexibility as parents to to do it with a kid around. And um, uh, thank you for just offering your insights and your heart and your encouragement to us. So appreciate you guys and uh, hope to see you guys again soon. Thank Sweet. you, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. All right. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.